1: Today on Gabby with Gib, it's all about the real Housewives of Miami because we have not one but two of the cast members on for interviews. First up, we have Alexia Napola followed by Dr. Nicole Martin. Obviously, it's a stacked pairing, especially when you consider the fact that these two are currently feuding on the show, they have never truly been able to get on the same page, makes for a compelling TV, they can't help themselves. And, you know, to compare (laughs) both of these interviews to ask them similar questions about the similar situations that they are arguing about on the show was honestly really interesting. So I think it makes for a cool episode of the show today. Alexia and Nicole were in New York City last week doing press ahead of the reunion taping that they did on Thursday, so... These were recorded before they taped that. Alexia is first because I recorded with her the day before I recorded with Nicole, and I directly quoted and referenced one of Alexia's answers about Nicole to get Nicole's response to it. So it only makes sense to give them in that order. But um, if you want to skip ahead to Nicole, Alexia's interview is about 25 minutes long. So that gives you an idea. You know, even though on last week's episode, Alexia seemingly like finally agreed to believe Nicole that she didn't have any nefarious intentions when it came to inviting Anna to her Mamacita luncheon per Adriana's request. Alexia was still super fired up about Nicole, her involvement in the fiasco and beyond. And while the blame felt like it's shared by Nicole and Adriana in Alexia's eyes, it was still interesting to see how passionately Alexia still feels that Nicole was more involved or at least was more aware of the bad blood that she's let on. Part of me feels like it's because she's gearing up for the reunion and so so her energy level was was up and she still has questions for all of those involved. But that was still definitely notable to me. And, and you know, she's not done airing out her issues with Dr. Nicole whatsoever. Also with Alexia, we got deep into that whole drama and she had more than a few choice words about Adriana, Nicole and Anna. You know, it's always interesting to me to hear a current housewife talk about a former co-star of theirs that's attempting to get attention and what they think about that person's likely campaign to get back on the show. It seems very likely to me, obviously, that Anna wants back on and Adriana is playing ball because she wants another formidable ally next to her to help her go up against Alexia and Marisol. Alexia also said that Anna comes back for the finale, so TBD on how that shakes out but yeah it's pretty clear to me that like Anna likes the idea of coming back to the show but you know I wasn't very impressed with her performance of that luncheon you know there's a lot of hype for that moment there was a lot of anticipation for some big reveal she was going to make maybe about Alexia and Todd's finances she was talking a lot of shit on those podcast clips that they were showing us but like When push came to shove, Anna did not step up to the plate. She didn't walk the walk. She didn't make the reveal that we all kind of thought she would. I think part of that is because Alexia and Marisol very smartly kind of like took charge of that situation even though they had stormed out they came back in and they came back in hot and they and they kind of got ahead of anything that anna maybe was planning on saying and then anna just kind of like quietly left it was it was very weird like i felt like there was all this anticipation and then anna just sort of like scurried out which to me is not really an endorsement of her viability on the show going forward on the viability of her joining the show like you know these kind of guest showings that former housewives will have on these show's They are kind of like a test. Like, does this person still have it in them? Do they still mesh with this group? Can they still bring bring the heat? And like, Anna couldn't. So that's sort of how I read that whole situation. But, you know, Alexia also gave me her full side of the story when it came to that blow up that she had in the Miami airport after landing back from Bravicon in the fall and she spent a lot of time at the end of the interview also telling me about her living situation, which she's not happy with. It was also interesting hearing about her perspective on the larsa Gertie thing. You know, it's very clear that, you know, she doesn't want to overtly pick a side when it comes to that because Larsa is a good friend of her. She's a fellow OG. She's kind of, they're kind of on the same side of the group. But Larsa pretty much objectively did something wrong in that situation that she should apologize to Gertie for. So it was interesting seeing Alexia kind of toe that line. So with Dr. Nicole, her press day was running a little bit late. So I had about like 10 minutes less with her, but we still touched on a lot. I asked her if she knew more about Anna than she's letting on, what she thinks Alexia and Marisol have against her. If she's mad at Adriana for letting her take the fall for that whole thing. If she thinks Julia has more to answer for because she knew about the plan ahead of time and didn't say anything. We also talked about Gertie's cancer rattle happening during filming and with all these kind of petty arguments happening. Her thoughts on Larsa spreading the news about her diagnosis... Nicole's pregnancy and lastly her father's heartbreaking passing at the end of last year you know with Nicole it's it's sort of a matter of these bigger things happening in and around her life that have given her a lot of perspective on the more petty less serious arguments that she gets bogged down with on the show so it's sort of like an interesting balance for her and you know I think that she because of that and a lot of her answers she just kind of like cuts to the bullshit which I really appreciate you know she's an awesome interview and she delivered once again this time with Miami it's interesting because it's Clear that this season has been overshadowed a bit by the epic drama happening over on Salt Lake, which we've talked about a lot in this show, as well as on Beverly Hills, which it shares a night with and has been the most watched Housewives franchise for several years now. And what was heralded as Miami's big jump back to Bravo after spending the first two seasons of its reboot on Peacock has resulted in some of the wind sort of being taken out of its sails. And, you know, it's only natural. I feel like I can't tell you how many people have told me that they feel like nobody is talking about Miami. That's their quote. But Maybe those people just aren't really looking in the right places because I certainly am talking about Miami. You know, we've had several women on the show. I tweeted that all the time. And it seems like people online or maybe the just hyper online people are still talking about it. But maybe just the general Bravo viewer is not paying as much attention to it. You know, it did get some bizarre treatment around the holidays. It was moved to 10 p.m. one week to make room for the first episode of the Roni Legacy Ultimate Girls Trip. And it aired new episodes while some of the other franchises had off weeks because less people are sort of glued to their TVs when they're off of their work schedules. And and then early in the season, there was also some fan outrage that they weren't being put on Watch What Happens Live enough. Again, these are all sort of like little things, but I think they do add up to this impression in some people's eyes that Miami isn't like being treated in the same way that maybe the other franchises are since it's moved to Bravo. But You know, to be fair, it's a really busy time on Bravo. So chances are that some fans of some shows weren't going to be left happy. I do think that having four housewives on at the same time is going to naturally result in that feeling in one or two of them being naturally overshadowed, which is definitely the case with Miami and Potomac right now, at least from my perspective. But again, that's just like how it works. And Miami is still having a fantastic season. They're absolutely three for three in their comeback. And I'm so happy that they're back on Bravo where they belong. You know, I think there's some argument that they should be brought, put back on Peacock. But to me, it's like all these like central Housewives franchises should just be on Bravo. It's not that hard. Everyone on this cast carries their weight and delivers the drama. And like so much so that all three friends of the cast have viewers clamoring for them to be made full time, which... At this point, kind of just feels more like a technicality on this franchise than and, than any other franchise. You know, like they're they're all on every episode, and they all are part of the drama. They're all part of these group scenes, so there's not that much difference to me. But I do understand just sort of like the 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 impression that that gives off. You know, as far as the drama goes this season, I continue to find Alexia and Adriana's frenemy. Well, I guess now it's more of like just an enemy, just a straight up enemy dynamic to be compelling and mostly still fun to watch. You know, they they can't stand each other, but, but they also just can't help but give one another the attention and the reaction that they want out of one another. So it really still makes for great fiery TV. And I'm very intrigued by this Mexico trip coming up because clearly the animosity between Kiki and Lisa slash Larsa bubbles up at some point. And Larsa's reluctance to see eye to eye with Gertie makes me really intrigued for the reunion. You know, I really hope that Larsa owns up to the fact that she shouldn't have spread Gertie's news before she was able to, though I agree with what Dr. Nicole told me in her interview on this episode, that Larsa did not mean it with malintent. That doesn't make it any less worthy of an apology, but it's still kind of, I think there is some nuance there. Andy posted on his Instagram stories during his lunch break on the reunion taping day that two women were having a screaming match in the hallway. We don't know who it was, but clearly we're in for another great end of the season from our Miami ladies, and I can't wait for it. Enjoy my interviews with Alexia Napola and Dr. Nicole Martin after this. Tune in to The Real Housewives of Miami on Wednesdays at 9pm. And please make sure to subscribe to Gapping with Gibb wherever you're listening to this right now. Give us a five-star rating. Take 30 seconds to drop us a nice review. It truly helps us grow this still new show so much. Thanks for listening and enjoy. (laughs) I want to gab. Okay, today we're gabbing with Alexia Napola, one of the original cast members of The Real Housewives of Miami. Alexia and I have done several interviews over the years and what I love about our chats is that you are always unapologetic and extremely open about how you're feeling and what you think about things. And I so respect that. Alexia, thank you for being here. How are you?
2: I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You always make it so nice and easy and fun. So I am very happy to be here.
1: I'm glad we're, we're deep into the season. We it, a lot of it's aired. How are you doing? What's what's the mindset right now?
2: Well, um, my mindset is good. I, I want to say that I'm always like in a good place, like with myself and the way I'm feeling about myself. And I'm excited for the reunion. We have the the reunion taping. And that's why we're here in New York City. I wish it was in Miami because we have better (laughs) better weather, but I'm happy that I'm here enjoying a little bit of the snow and of the cold because I do love it. Yes, I just feel like I'm excited. I feel like I have a new love for the reunions. I used to always hate the reunions, but I feel like now I understand them and I I get the point that we need to be there because it's like when you get to come back and clarify and talk about a lot of things that maybe. You hadn't talked about, and then obviously in my case, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people saying things behind my back, which I wasn't aware of. So there's a lot of explaining to do. So now I have like a new love, you know, for the reunion. So I'm looking forward to it.
1: That's good to hear because I feel like a lot of a lot of people do sort of uh, not resent them, but they dread them a little bit. What was the what was the switch for you in terms of seeing them in a positive light and sort of a way to get closure or answers on things?
0: Well,
2: you know, I believe today, like when I didn't like them or felt so comfortable, was when we started doing this in 2010, like season one, season two. Right. And I think it's because we, we didn't have what we have now, like the social media. So now our lives outside the show have become part of the show, but not all the viewers are also involved in our lives outside the show. I don't know. Do you follow? So what I'm trying to say. Yeah.
1: It's like, yeah, not, not everybody's paying attention to the online conversation necessarily. So it's for you to bring it to that point. Yeah.
2: Right. So we have to inform the viewers. And that's like why some of the ladies come with receipts and proof and timelines and everything else Others <laughs> said. Right. And I'm not that person because I've always said, like, I talk from the heart and I speak the truth. But, you know, sometimes you do need that, you know, to kind of like remind the audience like this and this is what happened previous. Like you guys didn't get to watch this because it wasn't part of the show. While we were filming those three months. But all this has developed since then, and they need to know.
1: What sticks out to you in terms of something that you want to address? Or you said people were talking behind your back. Who were you you alluding to specifically when you say that?
2: Well, specifically Treyjana. You know, I think that I welcomed her into my home, you know, in the beginning. And I really wanted to move on. And she pretended that she did. And I believed her. Right. You know, bringing her pop as the white flag, saying like she wanted, you know, peace. (laughs) When what she really wanted was war because she lives in the war zone. Like that's like what who she is. So yeah, I mean, I have a lot of things like to say to her. You know, I think that we, we between us, you know, we have a lot of things to talk about.
1: Yeah, because it's, I was su- pleasantly surprised that you two in that first episode were willing to just like move past or try to move past it and wave the white well, flag. Well, I'm
2: going to be honest with you. A lot of it had to do with the rest of the girls in the group. Mm. A lot of them were like, you know what? You need to move forward. She's not well, like making excuses for her. But you know what? I said, you know what? I, if anybody can bring this group together, it's me. Mm -hmm. So, and I have to set And you did. And I did. Right. And I said, I have to set the tone. So I'm going to listen to all of you. I'm going to do something that's kind of like against what I'm feeling right now, but hopefully I'll get there. Mm -hmm. But then again, she proved myself wrong and she proved everybody else wrong. Yeah. Because, you know, as you see, you know, she's been doing it, saying, you know, all these kind of things. So like I said, I have a lot, you know, to discuss with her at the
1: reunion. Yeah. So where I guess like in filming, where to you did it start to go left again? Was it this thing with with Anna and the luncheon? Was it earlier than that? What was Yeah. The- well,
2: I'm going to tell you the truth. So with um, actually with Nicole, I was good with Nicole and super excited about, you know, this season yeah, seemed that way. And the whole thing until the Mother's Day Massacre. Because it was like an ambush to Marisol. Yeah, it wasn't even like a mamacita lunch. By the way, like our moms weren't there. Like for me, it was like, you know, I look back at it and I was like, it was such a special day. You know, we're, we're honoring mothers and ourselves, you know, we're all mothers. Like instead of sitting there and trying to like tear each other down and bringing a, you know, a third person that has doesn't belong to the group anymore. And there's a reason why she doesn't. We could have done so much more that you, without. We could have said stories about mm-hmm. how being a mom what what is for us all the challenges that we've had you know i thought we could have done so much more so like looking back in hindsight i was like i can't believe gurney was going through her thing the next day she was starting her treatment so i was like really disappointed in in all of us even myself you know i'm not saying like i'm so perfect even at my behavior but i'm just very passionate that way of course and i was like this is a setup like they did this to you marisol and and yeah you know i'm very real
1: I guess my question for you, Alexia, is like you know, as a viewer watching the show, it feels pretty clear that like Adriana was sort of the one driving the Anna ship, and Nicole sort of went along with it. But obviously, in the show, we're seeing you and Marisol kind of place more blame on Nicole because she threw the event. I'll tell so you, you why. Yeah, you know, yeah. Can you explain?
2: It's very predictable. Got so it. So it doesn't surprise me that Adriana would do that, but for Nicole, it did shock me honestly. Get that she would lend herself. For that poor behavior, because, you know, she tends to be like, oh, I'm holier than thou. I'm so above you and I'm this and the other. So somebody as smart as her a knew who Anna was because she's right. been talking to Anna. It's no secret, right, that she she knows that. And Anna only has ugly things to say about everyone because Anna hates herself because, you know, only miserable people do these things. And I do have a problem with these former housewives that use you know they come back that have been fired and yeah all they do is you know bad mouth all the other housewives that are on the show right now just because they were fired or no longer asked back whatever you want to say and i just have a problem with that and i already knew anna's history i knew the way she felt about marisol so they didn't go for marisol because marisol's not confrontational and she doesn't stick up for herself but i do mm. so she made up a rumor about me but yes i was again like i'm so over adriana it's like it's so predictable already. It's like when it's not Larsa, doing, she's stopping Joanna, she's, <laughs> you know, going after Larsa. Now it's me. Last season was me too. So it doesn't surprise me. But I was really hurt that Nicole would be okay with that. And I know she wants to like clean her hands and say, oh, I had nothing to do with it. She's always been so nice. I don't know anything about it, but I'm not buying it. She pretended she didn't know her last name, King Kinko, what King Kill. And then she said she couldn't keep her story straight. Then she worked with Anthony. Like, you know, just like lies, little lies, lies, lies. And I just prefer like if she would have stand up and said, listen, you know what? Anna came because she had, you know, she I wanted Anna to be my mouthpiece because that's what they brought her for. Hmm. You know, Nicole hasn't gone over the fact that Marisol started the game in the Hamptons two years ago. Wow. And she's still trying to get back at her. And, um, And Adriana hasn't forgotten that I, you know, said that her fake boyfriend was married. Right. So if they're still trying to get back. It's like tit, tit for tat. Like analyze the whole situation and, and then it is what it is. So,
1: so that's what you expect. So what do you, my, my next question for you, Alexia, was sort of like, what did you think their plan, the whole plan was? Was it just for Anna to sort of repeat this claim about like you're in Todd's finances. Like, what what do you think the plan was that you? Because I think you smartly at that at that lunch, I thought it was very smart of you that you sort of got ahead of it and you kind of shut it down before they could even get to that. But what right. do you think? Well, the plan was? I mean,
2: Anna has publicly in her Instagram already that same day the the, the episode um, came out. Episode came out. She put in her Instagram that she had nothing to do with it
0: hmm.
1: and that
2: she never said that and she never repeated that. And I believe Anna, by the way. Because Anna would never make a comment. Anna doesn't even know my husband. So I think it was, I understand why Anna would want to do it, right? Because Anna wants to come back to the show. Yeah, she wants the
1: moment. She the
2: show. You know, she needs her product back on on the shelf if her product still even exists. So she wants to be uh, relevant. She wanted to come back. I understand why she would do all that. But the fact that Nicole would lend herself to do that, she has a lot of explaining to do. And you can't play the dumb card with me because you're not dumb. You knew who she was. You knew she was doing. And I think Nicole would have had a better moment if she would have been, been that girl and said to Adriana, listen, I know what you're doing. This is the history this woman has. And had the one-on-one with her. You know, sometimes even though you're friends, we you, you have a bad idea, you have to discourage your friend and say, "Bro, right. like, that's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that she went with it and she played dumb and she's still trying to like, oh, my God, I'm so offended. They think it's me. I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you know about me. Just like when I'm not sorry, I'm not exactly
1: sorry. unapologetic. Nothing
2: that's going to convince me the reunion or anything that she has to say that she had nothing to do with it because she did.
1: You had explained on the show why you're moving out into confessional. And it was like, it made sense to me. And then Todd went on TikTok and He did this very in-depth video that. Oh yeah. But I thought that again, like he he showed why you guys made that decision, and it 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 made sense to me. Like the numbers right. were it there. It still makes
2: sense to him, of course. Right. Like that that's what that's what he believes. Yeah. But the fact, and you see, and this is why Todd doesn't like the show mm. because we really do have the ability of making up rumors about people, you know, without any facts and without any validity. And that's what Nicole actually didn't want to do to Marisol, and she said it in the reunion last year. She's like, you know what, Anna has told me a lot of things but I don't have the proof. I don't have the facts. Therefore, I'm not going to repeat them. So she's like, OK, I will, not but I'll bring Anna. So Anna could say them. Right. And then, You know, Anna was a flop. I mean, think about it. Anna came in and she couldn't even say a word because she knew what she was doing. She couldn't look at me in the eyes and do. she, she couldn't. Did.
1: No, she couldn't. she couldn't. She she
2: because I speak the truth. Like, don't come don't come to me with lies. I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. It would
1: be one thing if she had come in and did what she I guess had come there to do but she didn't even do that so it was, she just kind of like sauntered out of the room I guess right. but it was
2: right and you guys will have to continue to watch because Anna does show up again
1: oh does she at the
2: grand finale so you're gonna see more you know more and how that.
1: and what can you tease how that goes
2: um I was like there was so much going on in the grand finale more mm-hmm. than anything you know Gertie and Larsa continues you're gonna have to watch because okay. Anna was there, but then everybody was telling me, calling me before, saying, "I don't know what she's doing." They, she told me she was going, but I didn't invite her. Funny enough, right? They all call me right before the before the finale, and they're like, "We didn't invite Anna. We heard she was going, but we didn't invite her because now they knew." Got you know, it? Because like, you know sometimes you have to speak your mind. Of and course, you how you're feeling, and you know I don't care that this is a show or it is what it is. I live my life like that's how I am in my real friend group. And mm-hmm. these ladies are my friends, you know. I think we've been together, you know, especially like Lisa, Larsa, Marisa. We have such a history that you know I feel that we should be able to talk about all these things. Yeah.
1: Okay. So there's an but attempt. my
2: delivery is a little bit passionate.
1: <laughs> Whatever. It's, that's I think that's why a lot of people love you. Yeah. But but so so there isn't there's an attempt number two at the finale with something involving Anna. So we will see. We will yeah, see. but it was
2: quite different. It was okay. quite different. interesting. So not everybody's there, and you know you're gonna see. Okay. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's why she's no longer in the group. You know, right. sometimes you can't fix those things and it's, mm-hmm. and it's not going to work.
1: You and Adriana—it's kind of wild, I think, to watch it because it's like once the the moment you think that you guys are sort of on the right path, again, something happens. And the thing that came out at the tour toward, towards the end of last year was that you guys had this sort of incident at the Miami airport after BravoCon. And I guess the source attached to that story said that they thought that Adriana was jealous of your burgeoning friendship with Julia, and there was sort of competition there. What there, can you say about that whole situation?
2: Yeah. So I think that that that's um. So I do think that Adriana can. Be a little jealous of my new friendship with Julia. I think it's bothering him because Adriana is that person. I am mm. not. Neither is Marisol. Marisol's not jealous of my uh, my friendship with Julia. As a matter of fact, I'm helping them be friends as well. And there's room for everyone here to be friends. Like I love to be friends with everyone. Yeah. And I have so many friends. Like that was one of the things that my mom would always that it would catch my mom's attention. Actually, because she would tell me, you know. Somebody like you, you would not expect to have so many friends because, you know, my mom always thought, like, you know, people are going to be jealous of Mm. you. They're going to do this or that. You're, like, intimidating and this, that, and the other. But for me, friendships have always been so important. I have so many friends, you know, and all my friends are like me. They're strong. They're strong. They're smart. They're successful. They're good moms. They're good daughters. And I love women. And I love friendships. And I love to empower women. So sometimes it's a really It's a little disappointing in this group when we don't see that and they want to twist everything around. You know, if you say something, oh, my God, you're like, bullying me. Like, you're so defense. So it's like sometimes I'm even like scared to to talk like even more, you
0: know, (laughs) right group.
2: But, you know, with somebody like Adriana, she has a history and a pattern of of showing that. And uh, it's a terrible thing. You know, I don't know what that sentiment is like and an emotion. But, you know, jealousy makes a lot of people do crazy things. Hmm. Whether it's with a guy in a relationship or with a or with a friend, or with a girlfriend or whatever it may be. And Adriana, I had seen when this happened at the airport, we were coming back from BravoCon. So at this point, we hadn't seen any episodes. And I think they sent the second or third episode. And I just had seen it in the hotel room. And she was pretending, you know, to be nice. I started seeing already. I said, whoa, like I didn't know she was like starting this. Right? Like, because she never did it in front of my face.
1: Right. It was in the car. It was in that other. Right, yeah, it was in exactly. the car, it was
2: in her confessionals. So I hadn't seen that. Mm. She kept on coming up to inside the airplane. Jo- Julie and I were sitting next to each other. And actually, our seats, we were not supposed to fly next to each other, but we asked, you know, whoever was sitting next to us if we can switch. So Julie and I got to sit together and we ah. talked a lot. And I know Adriana was in the front, miserable all by herself, per usual, you know, with all her like costume that she wears you know like whatever so anyways i was with julia having a beautiful talk and then she started coming up and i wasn't even i was letting them talk like like whatever like i love that they're still friends because right. i believe that you can be friends with both
1: i do too Yeah, you don't I have do to
2: choose i mean like i said in my real life i have those situations too and i'm friends with everyone right and i don't make anybody like you know, take yeah. a side i don't even involve them as a just don't
1: fact. talk out of both sides of your mouth but, yeah, but i think you can maintain makes, the friendships yes no sense totally to
2: me. So anyways, we got off the plane, whatever, we're waiting for our bags. It's me, Julian Kiki. And she just like comes up to me, like, if nothing, like, oh, hi, did you see? I said, I, something just came into me because I can't be a hypocrite. I just can't keep it inside. And once I get it out, I'm good, but I can't keep it inside of me. So she came to be nice and fake per usual. And I was like, listen, don't be, don't try to make me, you know, seem like you're okay with me and that you like me. Because, you know, I just saw the episode and just thank you for proving to me that you're the same asshole that I always thought you were. And she just like lost it. She's like, oh, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, are you going to pretend that you don't know what you've been doing insane? I'm like, I can't even imagine everything else you've done. And then she's like, oh, that's because you think this, that and the other. And then I said, she goes, oh, you're so arrogant. And I said, oh, well, sorry that you don't know the word confidence. It's called confidence. Mm. And i go, but because you don't have it, you think that I'm arrogant, but I'm not. But y- you would be a little bit more, you know, you would have more confidence. You wouldn't have all these insecurities. So we just like start having it off. Uh huh. Yeah, we just like went crazy. And Kiki was like holding us back. Wow. And Kiki's like, oh, my God, everybody's watching. I'm like, I don't care about everybody. Because when I get into that space, I just go like tunnel that.
1: vision. Right.
2: Yeah. And she was saying a lot of ugly things because she started cursing. I don't necessarily have to curse to get my point across, but it got ugly. Hmm. And then from there, I just stepped away and went to go talk to Marisol and Steve and she stayed there. And then when I left, you know, when I got my bags, you know, I said goodbye to Kiki and I said goodbye to Julia and because I have manners and they're my friends. And as I was leaving, she goes, goodbye, asshole. And I said, "Okay." I just looked at her and I was like, "Okay, I'm not going to continue this because, you know, I I, I just know how you are. So since then, we haven't spoken, obviously. And, you know, I've watched the show just like everybody else has. And, you know, I've kind of like given up on her. Like, I'm really not interested, honestly. But, you know, I I do have a lot of things to say at the reunion because that's what it's for. And I'm I'm very vocal. So, you know, I'm going to say something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting because it's like, you know, you started feeling this way after watching the episode. So you had filmed the whole season and you weren't feeling as strong of a dis as, as strongly about adriana until you saw mm-hmm. what she was saying and so she's a coward
2: she's a coward she didn't have the face to tell me she didn't have like to tell me in my face mm-hmm. and you know and that's what friends do so i i just that's not my style you know right. to sit there for three months like talking behind people yeah back. right you know i like to tell you in in your face so i guess you know and have you, have to, like yeah, you know, exactly. have to tell me in my face yeah i know exactly my face in the reunion everything you said you're just sitting across from me. Tell me now. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Alexi, I just wanted to get your thoughts quickly before we end about, I mean, one of the biggest other conflicts of the season is this whole Larsa and Gertie situation where yeah, Gertie that's told very Larsa, yeah, told Larsa about her diagnosis, asked her not to say anything. And she did say something. What do you think of that now that you have seen it play out on the show and you've seen sort of what that conversation was like? What do you make of that whole situation?
2: You know, again, I feel it's so unfortunate because the fact that, you know, Gertie has been sick and that she has to, you know, put her emotional mm-hmm. and her physical and psychological and just be, you know, part of this fight. I I don't like it. Yeah. You know, I for me, health is is a whole different thing. Like for me, you know, Gertie has a pass because You know, it's a lot, you know, medical condition like this is like your mind's not the same. You know, just the fact that she, you know, would show up to film and she participated. Oh, my God.
1: So impressive.
2: It it really is impressive. I have like a new level of respect and admiration and love for Gertie. That's great. And I'm very happy for her. And, you know, again, you know, I think that if Larson and Gertie would have had like a sit down, just them two, and they wouldn't have let it go so far. Sure. Maybe things could have gone resolved. Cause you know what happens? And I think it happens a lot in friend groups and it happens in our group. It's like, we fight, blah, 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 blah. We scream, you know, we lose it. And then, you know, after we're like, Oh, I love you. I love you. But you really never get to have that heart to heart moment where you could just get it all out between you two without everybody else jumping in. Cause I'm more Mm -hmm. like that. Like I want my one-on-one moments because I think that once it's in the whole group, like it gets contaminated, everybody jumps in and it gets really ugly and nasty and, you know, I think that Larsa had good intentions. I don't think it was in a bad way, but she never really got to tell Gertie that, you know, and yeah.
1: Yeah. So hopefully at the reunion, there's that moment where they can really, really just hope say so. it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I really hope so.
1: Well, Alexia, you know, I'm assuming we might see this play out in the show. And you said that you weren't happy to move out of your gorgeous apartment. Yes. I'm sure sure that you guys found some other great place to live. Are we going to see that on the show?
2: Short term. I mean, what happened was that we've been living at the Porsche for seven years and we've always rented. I never said I owned. And that's the thing about me. Yeah. yeah. Like I always say the truth. And besides that, I don't know what the difference is.
1: There's no shame in renting. renting No, my God, please.
2: Right. Even if, you if you own you still have a mortgage and you're still paying the bank and it's not yours unless you buy it obviously free and clear and cash whatever but just because we had to move doesn't mean that we're having financial problems by exactly. the way we're paying a lot more for a smaller apartment now than we were paying at the porsche because obviously well before we moved we had pre-covid prices
1: mm-hmm. after
2: we moved now recently 2023 Miami's on fire. Yeah. It's all about supply and demand. There weren't too many places that we could move to. We had a lot of cars. A lot of these buildings don't allow more than two cars. And that's the situation we had. We had very little days we, you know, to move out. Well, we had like a month and a half, kind of. The thing is, we didn't really believe the person that was buying the apartment was gonna close. Uh, So we were kind of like seeing, uh, because like a year ago, he had tried to buy it because he was also like a renter in in the building. So we had, you know, but again.
0: It, it just happens
2: like that fast, but it the fact that they're like, "Oh, it's because you're having financial problems. No, you know, no, no, Todd no. didn't show up at my part at the party. Oh, you're having marital problems. You know, I mean, we, we you know, like I said,
1: like you said, he doesn't like the show, so he, he probably didn't want to face whatever they, you know, what I mean. He knew some something would be stirred up. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's exactly. like, I don't
2: want to make, I don't want to make this party about me, and I know, like, all you girls are going to do that. Because that just happened, you know.
1: So, are you happy in a new spot, though? Are you? Um, you actually, know it is no. We're really oh, okay. looking.
2: We're really looking. So, yeah, thank you. Because you know, it's pushing us to like really find something that we right. like.
1: You'll so find it. We can it. buy
2: it. You know, I think the difference between like the renting and the um, and owning is the stability, right? Because mm. we and and that's what I tell Todd. You know, it's not. Like I don't really care about renting it or buying. Because truthfully, nobody even really owns it. You know, and a lot of these ladies are saying, oh, because you don't own your place. By the way, neither do they. (laughs) Anthony's the one that owns the house, not Nicole. Her name's not on the deed. Hmm. You know, and when I was with Herman, the house was under Herman's name. I was not on the deed. The only reason why I was going to get the house was because in case of death, in my prenuptial, it said that I would get the house. But in case of a divorce, I would have been out just like Lisa. But none of these women want to say the truth. And that's and that's like the problem, you know, that I have I'm like the only one like that talks about her life and about her past and about, you know, and, and, and I love it because that's why I am the woman that I am today. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not like trying to feel sorry for myself. I just see it as an advantage and that uh, as a blessing, you know, and I'm grateful for the life that I've had and the decisions that I made and you learn from them and that's it.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. But,
2: but yeah. So that's like the story. Okay, so we're... I'm not happy in the apartment.
1: But we'll find a new spot.
2: I'm not happy that I paid much more rent.
1: For an apartment,
2: that's much less. Mm -hmm. The building is way bigger. You know, so I like my privacy. This building is like 300 units versus 100 that we had in Porsche. So, I mean, the view is spectacular. And I'm not trying to be, but I'm not proud of what we pay for for that. You know, so we're going to find something that we really like. And again, it's not about owning or renting because you have to have the money to pay. So, I mean, it's like it makes no sense. Oh, you went to a smaller apartment, but the smaller apartment costs more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just think that we're you know we're going to moving forward because we want more stability. Right. At least I do, and Todd understands it. You know, we're gonna find a place of really like, so we can so we can buy it, and and yeah,
1: yeah, and and be and be there. I love that putting it out there. You'll you'll find you'll find your 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 place you want to call home forever. Honestly, yeah, uh, that's what I it's mean. All about. A home
2: is anywhere. Truthfully, like I really felt like again, even though we rent it because it's psychological, the, my apartment felt like my home.
1: Mm. so but yeah, this one
2: feels like a beach apartment like ah. I don't know if you get me you'll see because yeah, you yeah. we do start filming soon I guess you know you'll get to see it I mean it comes Got out it. on the show but what I'm trying to say is like it's good for like a beach apartment it feels like a beach apartment and I know a home is like where you make it but I don't see myself making this apartment my home whether I rent it even if I were to <laughs> buy it tomorrow right like, right
1: it wouldn't I'm feel that way be, to like, you my home. yeah Totally. Um, yeah. Well, Alexia, you're, you're all descending on New York to film this reunion and it's snowy and cold. I, I, you know, clearly you have some points you want to make with Adriana and Nicole, it seems like those are sort of the top of your list. So I'm just giving you good luck, good vibes at this reunion. And um, I'm really, a lot of people are loving this season. So I think you guys should feel, I know it's been dramatic, but you should feel good about the season yes. you guys have have put together. Thank you. Yeah, thank, of course. You, thank you for
2: your love and support.
1: Of course. But we know that
2: you guys love the drama. You know, that's what you you watch us for. If we're like too nice and we don't say like too much <laughs> and we're like, oh no, they're too nice. They're boring, right? Like it's like-
1: Right, it's oh, a fine line. It's a fine line, right? But I right? think, that but that's you-
2: what I love about our group, right? That right. we can have those moments, but yet we come together and we can tell Lisa everything we told her, but like coming from a good place, from our heart, because we care about her and we can figure and yeah. fight. But then we come together and we're holding her hand and we're cheering for her and we really love each other.
1: Yeah, there are true friendships in this group. I think that's what makes Miami stand out, I think, in in so many ways. So um, congrats on a great season. Good luck in the reunion. And thanks for taking the time to chat today.
2: Thank you. Good good to see you. Another day is here
1: and you're ready
2: for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
1: I want to gab. Okay, so today we're gabbing with Dr. Nicole Martin, who is in her third season of The Real Housewives of Miami. Dr. Nicole has proven herself to be an incredible housewife who lets us into her aspirational life while also proving that she is not afraid to go toe to toe with anybody. Nicole, thanks for being here. It's great to chat again. How are you?
0: I'm doing great, Gibson. Thank you for that lovely intro. So I'm like, I'm done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you're in, you're in the city right now for to film the reunion. As with the rest of your cast, what's on your mindset right now going into filming? What sort of top of mind for you to bring up and address?
0: So I think for me, the biggest thing this season has been the whole misunderstanding regarding the Mamasita Massacre. You know, I organized this event to kind of bring the women together after a disastrous Palm Beach. And it was never my intention for there to be so much drama. Adriana explicitly asked to bring Anna. It was her idea. Adriana has since admitted it. Anna has since given press saying it was Adriana's idea. Yet somehow I am still being villainized for this like disaster. So I'm really hoping to kind of clear the air and set the record straight. So that's kind of like my number one on the agenda.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So so I actually interviewed Alexia yesterday. So she is um, definitely still very fired up about this, it, it seems. And from her perspective, I'm just going to tell you what she kind of told me, which was like, she thinks that you're still trying to sort of get even with Marisol over the game that she brought up in the Hamptons two years ago. Is that accurate? Do you still feel some type of way about that with Marisol or...
0: I think the problem is, is that Alexi and Marisol are are so egocentric, right? Like they're so consumed by themselves that they think the entire world is also consumed by them. And they think that people are the way they are. I've done a lot of self-work. I've been very public about my therapy. I've done therapy on the show. I don't have space, energy, or time to hold grudges. Marisol apologized in Palm Beach and I let her off the hook right away. She even said, you don't have to be so easy on me. Mm. It's not worth it in my head to hold grudges. I would just be wasting energy if I held on to this nonsense for two years. Like, that's just not the way I operate. I don't give them that much importance, not in my head and not in my heart.
1: It kind of feels, though, that they or maybe Alexia, because you guys can't really seem to get on the similar ground that they kind of have something against you, potentially. Like, what do you think their issue is with you in general?
0: To be honest, Gibson, I wish I knew it has literally been like a Dr. Nicole Martin witch hunt for three years from the moment I came on the show. I have been attacked in every aspect of my life, professionally, financially questioned relationships, like every single aspect of my life. They have tried to attack, question, judge in some way, shape or form with no valid reason. So I don't understand it. I mean, you know, the Internet likes to say that they're jealous. I don't operate like that. I'm not a jealous right. person, so I can't see that as a valid reason. I don't know if they do it for like show purposes, you know. I don't know. I don't know what it is, and I wish I understood, but I'm tired of it. That's the truth.
1: Listen, I don't blame you and I, you know, I think you should Exhausting. feel good about you should you should feel good about the fact that you've been able to stay on your ground all the all this time kind of amidst all of that questioning and whatever whatever you want to call it. And I guess like maybe it's just because we kept seeing that clip on the show of Anna on that podcast talking That stuff saying that stuff about Marisol. And again, just as a viewer, because we kept seeing it, it sort of felt like how could you not know about what Anna was saying about Marisol? How much did you know? And like, yeah, it was Adriana's idea. But was there any part of you that was like, let's have her there to see what happens kind of thing?
0: So I had heard about the Rotting Corpse thing for the first time at the luncheon. I had never seen that clip. And then, yes, obviously since then, now it's been incorporated (laughs) into the episode. I have seen it numerous times. Yes. Prior to that, I had not seen it, watched it. Like, I just, there's so many podcasts. I can't even keep up with half of my interview requests, like the ones that I'm supposed to do myself. I knew that there was drama from 10 years ago. Obviously, I had seen the prior seasons. But... it's it's been a decade, right? Like all of us have drama at the reunions and we get back together the next season and we break bread and we sit at a table. So I kind of thought that was water under the bridge. Anna had also told me that she had talked to Marisol and that she had talked to Alexia since filming the reunion, that they were in a better place, that she had spent hours on the phone talking with Marisol, that they had collaborated on a fundraiser at some point. So in my mind, 10 years have passed. You guys have talked since. Adriana wants to bring her because according to Adriana, she's working on her friendship with Anna. I I just I didn't see the big deal.
1: Got it. Yeah. So you you had more context than perhaps than perhaps we than we are aware of, honestly.
0: Yeah. So apparently there was a fundraiser that I think Anna helped organize during COVID. It was like a fashion fundraiser for frontline workers. Hmm. And she was trying to get dresses from housewives and whatnot. And so that sparked conversations with Alexia and Marisol. They chit-chatted. So uh, according to Anna, they were in good
1: Absolutely. From your perspective, it seems like what's what's the issue, I guess. Correct. So in my mind,
0: if you're talking and you're collaborating for charity, why can't you sit at a luncheon for two hours if Adriana wants to bring her?
1: Sure. Yeah, totally. That was my take. So then how did you make of how it all kind of ended up going because Anna was kind of it seemed like she was there for 20 minutes and then just kind of pulled herself out of it. Like it just did nothing seemed to really go to Core New Plan, I guess, at that at the Mamasita luncheon.
0: I mean to be honest, I still don't know why they were so p- upset. It wasn't like Anna came in with some like piping hot tea that like destroyed anybody's life. Like there was right. really nothing that she said that was so that was earth shattering. But I was really annoyed kind of at Adriana after the fact because I felt like I was a pawn in her scheme, right? Like she was plotting something uh I don't know if Anna was in on it. Anna wasn't. Julia apparently knew. Like everybody knew that this thing was going down except for me. And I'm the only one that caught heat. So I was kind of like, what is going on?
1: Well, that was my next question for you. Is was like, now that you're watching the show back and you're seeing Adriana sort of let you take the fall for this whole scheme about Anna, even though as far as you're saying, she knows that it was her that was kind of spearheading this whole thing. What do you make of her letting you take the fall for it?
0: So I was really upset watching it because I'm not privy to the other scenes. Like, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't there when she confessed to Julia that she was plotting this. So I was initially really upset. Obviously, Adriana reached out to me and kind of t- explained her side of things. And in her mind, she was like, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to put you in the middle of it. If I would have told you, then you would have been a co-conspirator, even though I looked like a co-conspirator anyways. Right. And so she plans on really clearing the air at the reunion. Let's see what she says and what she does. But the truth is is that I really had no idea. And the irony of it all is that Alexia still wants to be mad at me. But her new so-called best friend, Julia, knew what Adriana was planning. She didn't call Alexia and be like, hey, girl, this is going down next week. So like Julia really knew, didn't tell Alexia, but she's not mad at Julia. Like make it make sense, make the hate So, make so
1: it case. really feels like she was dead set on just having, have, I'm finding the issue with you and just keeping it that way, kind of thing. Gets yeah, she's
0: got a boner for me, like she <laughs> has a hard on for me, and I don't know why. I'm not planning on relieving it, so she just needs to let it go.
1: Well, when you put it that way, <laughs> do you do you expect Julia at the reunion to sort of stand up for you in any way, either, or at least help clear the air that okay, Adriana was talking about this, not Nicole.
0: You know, I think Julia tried her best. There was like a brunch that I was un- not invited to um, where Julia's like, Adriana, you need to own it. I think she really, you know, she tried her best to explain things. Right. But as you can see, El- Alexia and Marisol are sometimes not subject to reason. They're going to mm-hmm. have their own conclusions and they feel a certain way and nothing I can say or do or anyone else can say or do that's going to change that.
1: Well, I hope that you guys with the help of Andy can get to the bottom of that whole situation because it does feel like it feels like the answer is out there just for us to accept it or not accept it. And, you know, I hope that we find some resolution at the reunion. That's That's kind of how I
0: feel because it's dragging on at this point. And I'm just like. You want totally. to believe it's fine,
1: you don't. Yeah. And there's a lot of cooks in this kitchen, I have to say. Switching gears, Nicole, you know, it's been so incredible to watch you be there as a support for Gertie as, you know, as she's gone through her diagnosis, her surgeries, her cancer battle. And I'm just curious what it was like sort of balancing filming and this more, you know, surface level tension that you have with some of the rest of the ladies with this really serious thing that was happening with one of your best friends and being there to support her and this very real thing. What was it like sort of? having both of these things happening at the same time?
0: You know, I think that you really get perspective on life, right? When like you see your friend going through real health issues, you lose a family member. It really lets you know what's important. And it goes back to my point of not having the time or energy in my head or my heart to worry about some nonsense that happened in the Hamptons two years ago. Like there are people that are struggling for their life, you know, that are fighting disease. And I see it every day at work. It's just it doesn't make sense. and it really puts things into perspective. like where are you going to put your energy into? And obviously it was like into Gertie's recovery and making sure she was okay and she didn't need anything,
1: yeah. and it's I was also so impressed by her still going to all these group events and film. I'm like, how did she do all of this that it's it's really impressive.
0: She is, um, you know, she's got an incredible work ethic. You, you know, you've seen it with her wedding planning. She does these huge, massive events. You see it with her commitment to the show and to the cast. Totally. And I think she's really like something bad happened to her. She was diagnosed with cancer and she's like, I'm not going to let this define me. I am going to be an example to tons of women out there. I am going to shed light on the fact that you can be a young female with no family history and get breast cancer. She really is now advocating for, you know, yearly mammogram screening and drawing awareness to health. So I really do think that she has like burdened this cross and is carrying it with so much pride and really drawing awareness to the condition. And I, I'm i proud of her.
1: Same. And the whole thing with Larsa and her has really been, uh, I think, really tough to watch, honestly, because it. I, I don't know, it just feels like a really like icky thing to be playing out on the show. But Larsa has sa- said several times that like, she thought that she was agreeing to not bringing it to the media, not necessarily to the rest of the group. And obviously, Gertie disagrees with that interpretation of their conversation. Where do you stand on that right now? And what where is their hope for resolution in in their thing at the reunion for in your perspective?
0: So obviously, you know. I, I think it was very ill-advised of Larsa to go repeat you, you know, Gertie's personal personal information. I don't think she did it with malice, to be honest. I don't think she was like, oh, I'm going to just like go talk crap about her. I, I think she was like telling the girls more out of like uh, the, what, unexpected shock and she didn't know what to do with the information. That being said, I think you need to it, she needs to acknowledge Gertie's feelings and outright apologize with no ifs, ands, or buts. And I think that's the problem in our group of friends. We are not good apologizers. We always feel the need to defend, justify, or explain our actions. And I think that gets us into trouble. So I'm hoping that Larsa can like, you know, watching back and see where maybe she took a couple missteps and remedy that so that we can put this behind us.
1: Yeah, that feels like it should be an easy apology to make too, especially because it seems like there is... There's an there's an open embrace, I think, for that apology to happen. So I hope that I hope that everyone sort of gets that.
0: <laughs> totally, but you know, it's hard to like. I, I know. Understand, like when you're on national television and everything you do is being scrutinized, you feel the need to defend your actions. And so there's always the I'm sorry, but let me tell you. What.
1: Yes, totally. <laughs> well, you shared some exciting news that you that you're expecting another baby. How how is the pregnancy going? What's the update in terms of uh, growing your family?
0: I am very happy to report that I am having a wonderfully smooth pregnancy. Yeah, Yay. I feel good, still working, still exercising, no weird cravings, no nausea or anything like that. And we have 12 weeks left.
1: Wow. Wow. I know it'll
0: be here before we know it. The house Are you is- ready?
1: <laughs> You're no, we're ready.
0: Not even ready. Oh, okay. So many things going on. So it's like, I'm just tackling one major event at a time
1: reunion right right.
0: correct (laughs) new york this week you know press reunion that stuff then we get back it's grayson's fifth birthday so then i have to plan his birthday party and then i think once grayson's birthday is over mid-february i'm gonna start nesting and like planning the nursery and all that stuff and
1: is he so excited
0: oh he's so excited he's such a sweet boy like he kisses my belly yeah and he's like i can't wait to meet my sister oh my god yeah
1: Uh, i'm excited Well, you have so much exciting stuff going on in your life. and and I, But I do want to say right before we sign off, is like, I was so sorry to hear about your father and his passing. And I just, you know, when, when I got that news, I was like, wow, it was just such a pleasure to get to know him a little bit through this show. And I know that you guys had a complex relationship, but ultimately there was so much love there. It's so clearly. And I'm just wondering how you're holding up. I'm sure you've been receiving so much love over the past couple months, but I just wanted to give you my condolences before we signed off.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, you know, it was hard because it was so unexpected. That being said, we've come a long way in our relationship. You know, we've talked about a lot of our issues. We've addressed the elephant in the room. And, you know, you'll see now in these last couple episodes, I actually make the effort and finally meet the girlfriend, which was something that was Live. very important to him. So I feel like I extend that olive branch. We're in a better place. I even invite him and the girlfriend to our finale party. You know, we were in as good of a place as we've ever been. And so I'm at peace with that. And I'm actually thankful to the show for having put me in the situation where I had to deal with those kind of um, demons. But it's hard, you know, like so, watching the episodes now, I, I it's just like you want to pick up the phone and you can't. Right. He's the first person that's close to me that's passed away. So it's the first time I kind of had to process those feelings. So it's weird. The finality of death, you know, but um, we're good. We're doing good.
1: Good. And it's, re- it's really special to hear that you feel such so at peace with where your relationship was with him, because that's that's all you can really ask for. Um, and I also, you know, all this stuff that we just talked about, Gertie, being pregnant again, and your father, like, I hope all that puts everything that we talked about the first half of this interview into perspective, right? It's exactly. Like-
0: that's, that's how I feel. You know, I think, I think therapy works. <laughs> <laughs> and So I feel like I just, I view things very differently than maybe some of my fellow cast which is hard for them to understand, but it, it's my reality. And so I, I prioritize the things that demand being prioritized, you know?
1: Yeah, that's great to hear. Well, Doctor Nicole, this has been so great to chat with you. Good luck in the reunion. You know, it's. I hope that there's some resolution that's found within this group, and you guys have proven in the past that you you can find it. So I have faith. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you so much. Bye, Nicole. Thank you for listening to the show. Subscribe to Gabbing with Gib on any podcast platform to listen to new episodes, and subscribe to Gabbing with Gib on YouTube to watch full length versions of our interviews. We'd also love your support with a five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and keep up with all things Gabbing with Gib at Gabbing with Gib on Instagram and TikTok. Gabbing with Gib is an independent podcast hosted by me, Gibson Johns. It's produced by myself and Riley Dabbs. Graphics are by Rachel Roth, and our cover art photography is by Troy Hallahan. If you want to reach out about guest booking, sponsorship, or advertising opportunities, email us at gabbingwithgib at gmail.com. Thank you again for your support, and see you next time.